This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. Hey guys, here I got another great interview for you. This is Catherine and I met her through another another Facebook group because I what I seem to be doing lately. So thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so I liked, I wanted to talk to you because you brought up that you are a digital nomad and it works very well with your introversion. Um, how did you get into being, like, doing that? So it started out, um, my boyfriend was location independent at the time and we had wanted to travel. And so I, I got everything prepared to do a two-week test run. So I had taken the time off of work. I had ordered all kinds of supplies that I thought I might need. And then two days before we were supposed to take off on our trip, he broke up with me. <gasps> what? And, and so I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, I have, I have the resources. I have the time. I've, I've got to do something. I'm not just going to sit here. And so I called a cousin who lives, well, she lives in Brooklyn now. They lived in Manhattan at the time. And I said, hey, do you have room for a guest? And so I drove four days from Dallas to New York, stayed in New York for four days and drove four days back. Obviously, it doesn't actually take four days to drive from Dallas to New York. I stopped and worked along the way. And by the time I made it back, I had realized that that was what I wanted. And so I started making plans to um, head south. I started in Mexico and worked my way through Central America and into Brazil. Oh, man, that's where you landed right now? No, that so that was my first extended trip. And then I ended up staying in Austin for a while. Then I took a little bit of a trip to the U.S., went back to Austin, took an extended trip through Europe. Um, went back for a little bit and I actually just finished another extended trip through Europe, got engaged and am currently in the process of getting a, uh, a Swedish residence permit so that my fiance and I can actually, you know, live together. Oh, geez. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and you're going to keep going with this, right? Like you love the traveling and will you be doing that mostly by yourself still? Um, I am, I am trying to get him a remote position. He actually has a job right now where he has to work from their offices because of security clearance stuff. Oh, that definitely be so, something you have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. So that one, that one's not going to switch, but yeah, we are, we're looking at remote positions for him. The residence permit process takes over a year, so we we've got some time to sort that one out. And so, what what positions have you done to work from wherever you are? So I do CAD for jewelry, which means that I make three D computer files of mostly engagement rings. Huh. That's the, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> 
Very few people have. And and that's actually like there's a big like a lot of people need that for businesses. So I work with diamond dealers and jewelry stores. So whenever anybody wants a custom made engagement ring or any other piece of jewelry, they they go in, they work out the design with either the diamond dealer or the jewelry store, and then they bring the stone dimensions, the finger size, the kinds of styles that the person likes, and I bring that all together to make it look like we did it on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen someone so, do, like, have a, a personalized made, like, engagement ring, so I guess that's, I guess they don't have, like, a program or something else that they just do on their own. They're getting there. Huh. That's, that's it definitely is, it is on the way. different. <laughs> Yeah, but that's so. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for actually almost thirteen years now. Are you gonna? Have you been looking other things to try out there just to see if anything kind of moves around or you find something else you enjoy? Well, so my industry is it's changing, especially the the particular CAD aspect of it. Um. And I'm, I am in the process of finding something else to do. That was actually one of the reasons I started my podcast was I kept seeing all of these, well, women in my travel groups who wanted, they wanted to be digital nomads, but they didn't really know where to start. And so a lot of people would come in with like trying to recruit them for MLMs or, you know, sign up for my drop shipping course kind of thing. And so for them and for myself, I wanted to dig in and see what kind of jobs were out there. And I've actually found over a hundred. Yeah, I know. I just started doing, I guess the last couple of years, I didn't, I do mostly part-time or very temp stuff. Cause I still, I, I work on my podcast. I have another one coming out and I have other parts of my business that I do. But sometimes when you're like, I want to take an extra vacation this year. So I decided to take like a very, very part-time one or a temp one just to kind of save up money. And so it's kind of been really nice for me because I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to, which is great, which is really great for me because I'm kind of like, nah, I don't feel like it, especially Minnesota. We just had another Mm -hmm. giant dump of snowfall. I'm really tired of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm currently doing a house sit in Connecticut and... It hasn't been that much snow, but I'm from Texas, so any snow is still a lot. Yeah. Well, we um we just had a record snowfall. Like, of all of history that they've been recording snow in February, we have broken it. So that was awesome. <laughs> you sound thrilled. Yeah. We're all tired of it. <laughs> but, okay, so how does working as a digital nomad help you with your introversion? Like, how is it? work very well with it? Does it work? Does it have any downsides? So the best part of it is, so my creativity and my energy really come from being on my own. And this way I don't have to go into an office. So, you know, I call in, we go over the specifics of anything. If I have, and actually because I travel through Europe, a lot of times my office will if I have questions for a client, I don't actually have to talk to the client. They'll handle that for me. Oh, that's nice. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, I don't, I don't get that kind of energy drain a lot of the time. Um, and also, you know, I can, I can work whenever I need to throughout the day. So like if I'm having a really high energy morning, then I can go in and do my work then. Or if I didn't sleep well, you know, I can rearrange my schedule and work in the afternoon. So as, as far as, you know, not having to constantly have to deal with your people stopping by your desk and interrupting you and that kind of stuff, it's absolutely great. The flip side is I can go days without talking to someone. And yeah. it's really easy to, you know, you get up in the morning, you just want to check your email for a second, and all of a sudden it's 4.30 in the afternoon, you're wearing your pajamas still, and you manage to eat some potato chips for lunch. <laughs> and so it's you really have to keep an eye on it. I mean, I've I've been doing it long enough that I can I can maintain a pretty solid schedule now. But when I first started, it was hard. Yeah, I've had that problem where I don't I don't have too much problem not talking to people. I have enough groups in my area that I do, or I have people that are kind of try to keep me. They're the extroverts in my life to keep me alive. <laughs> but mm-hmm. going out and doing like extracurricular things has kind of been my problem. Like I, I'm like, okay, I just walk my dog and that's all I'm going to do. Like, no, I need to go, go for a bike ride, go walk around the mall with my parents or something like just something a little more than just the basics. Just, I have to remind myself sometimes and that's, that has been a problem at least this last winter, but that's more because of the winter than my introversion. Yeah. And since you, you're traveling so much, do you ever, is it hard for you to find people that actually interact with or talk to? Generally speaking, I go to places that are large enough where I can either find meetup groups or, um, I belong to, like I said, several women's travel groups and you can put up a notice saying, Hey, I want to host a meetup. I'm in London on the 15th through the 22nd. If anybody wants to get together, leave a message here and we'll pull something together. Oh, that's nice. And so, so there are ways to work around it as long as you're someplace that, you know, like I said, either there's, there's a large enough population that meetup groups really make sense, or you've got enough digital nomads and expats you can kind of draw from too. Yeah. I have noticed that I've been, I've done enough traveling that every once in a while I'll go somewhere that's completely, you won't even think you find meetups there. Also, I look around, I'm kind of like, oh, those are a bunch of Swedish people and some Americans and British people. I'm like, that's, that was definitely different because they were like, oh, yeah, we're off on here. We just came to sign the vids and we met up together. Like, th- when I first heard that, I'm like, that's very strange, but it's awesome because it'd be great to meet up with people because most of my traveling has been solo. And mm-hmm. I actually don't meet up with people when I did that. And it was perfectly fine for me because I usually, it helped being a solo female that I had so many people worried for my safety that they would like try to adopt me. <laughs> like I had a random Greek yeah. family like invite me to eat dinner with them at a restaurant because they're like, you can't be by yourself. It's so late. And I was like, it was only like six o'clock and I was already like a block away from my hostel. So and I had a room that locked with only other women in there. So I wasn't really like 
worried for myself, but in their minds, I was kind of like, oh my god, you're young and you're female, you can't. Yeah. And so, just, now this is, just, you don't have to answer this one, but how did you meet your fiancé if you did a lot of traveling? Did you meet him <laughs> while you were traveling? Sort of. I was an exchange student in high school, and that's actually when we met. Oh, okay. And it's always fun. I love hearing how people meet, whether or not friends are romantic and everything else, because sometimes you just think of it, like how those two people even meet. Because it was just a very, it's a very different area. Some people are like, I have a couple of friends that they're like, how do you know them? Because you, I had a couple of friends that are Chinese. I've never been to China, but I studied abroad in Ireland for a year and they have a very big um, community of Chinese people who go to school there. So I found that very funny and very strange because, of course, we all like in Ireland is not they don't have very good rice. And us Asian people are kind of like, we need our rice. So we all had like groups and we would like message each other. like, Oh, my God, this place has really good rice. We all go buy it right away. And so we would like find little avenues and venues and everything else we can find like decent rice because they're all they had they're like uncle ben stuff and that's not how we like it yeah so it's, yeah very the, the strangest things you connect with people um is oh, there anything yeah. anything different you want you're thinking about trying for a digital um a new job or something like that so well my hope is that i can actually get the podcast going to the point where you know, I, there is advertising involved with that, but I also have a couple of side projects that I'm looking at. Um, one is building up actually my own Shopify store with uh, travel jewelry. So like stacking bracelets with like the pierced shapes of countries, coordinates. So you can use different metals and the different widths to kind of create your own style. Ooh, that's pretty. I like that idea. And so my, my stepsister and I are talking about getting that going. Um, I'm also, I like to design things and I'm also very, very picky. Generally speaking, I refer to it as being precise in what I want, but we're going to be very blunt here. I am picky. And one of the things that when you when you travel long term, you need a suitcase that you absolutely adore and you need a personal bag, you know, what the airlines call your personal item that meets your exact needs. And so what I'm working on there is putting together a bag that basically functions as a portable office. Oh, that would be really nice. Because even with my traveling that I do, even if I'm not gone as long as you are or anything else, I still take my work with me. Like, I still want to be able to have all the little things that I need, not just a laptop. But sometimes I need a notebook. Sometimes I need a portfolio. Or with my weird self, I need like 20 pens. It'd be really nice to have something that was easy. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, because all of that stuff just kind of falls into the bottom of your bag. And, you know, by the time you've, you've made it through security, odds are you've had to take some of the stuff out, put some of it back. It's slid into different places. There's a banana that's getting squished somewhere. Like, it never ends well. 
No. I'm still kind of... I found a really good carry-on bag that has a battery in it. So that's always that's been really great to have when I'm going places so I can keep up charging things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, having something that's really good for keeping everything compartmentalized, safe, and useful for working would be awesome. That would be great. If you put that up and did it on Kickstarter, I would I would back that really quick. That is that is the end goal, but we are very, very far away from that step just right now. I understand that. Like I've actually designed a different pair of leggings that were made for ex- extra small women that are like petite, petite to extra, extra large women. And mm-hmm. it's actually really hard to do because the standards between what they call normal sizes to petites and the extra larges have a very wide range. So I had to develop all that. And that took, that took, it's still going right now, but it's it, so far it's been over a year and I'm still not done. So I, I understand how getting, and that's just like a thing for clothes and just putting a standard in there, like doing something from a, that no one else has done yet would be a lot harder. Yeah. It's, it's a long involved process. Have you sourced material yet? Yes, I have. Like I, I've gotten, okay. I've gone with the manufacturer to help figure this out. Now it's just getting, the tweaking the designs and the sizes to make sure everything fits right. Cause we're testing out the fabric and all that stuff. And yeah, it's a long, <laughs> it's a long process. Like I just got a, a travel backpack. It's a, it's, it's a normal kind of backpack, but it's got so many slots. I can put a laptop. I can put a iPad. I can put all my pens in. I have, there's so many pockets and there's a lot of extra stuff for it's a theft proof. Because it has, it, you can't cut it with a knife quickly to like take it off your bag, or mm-hmm. it, the zippers are too. You can't just easily unzip it. It actually, it's like a you would hear it and feel it if someone unzipped your bag. But there's an inside pocket on your back, so I'm like, I really like having things like that. So there's always those little things to think about, and it's actually like, people are ready for it. People are ready for having things that look decent but also very very useful instead of just like oh it's pretty it's one giant hole of a bag yeah those are the ones i tend to end up with i just started doing backpacks because i got done i couldn't carry it on my arms anymore my shoulders started hurting i actually have like um they actually my doctor actually told me i had to stop wearing a one-sided bag because my shoulders were uneven now Oh, wow. Yeah, because I carry too much. I have I have so much stuff with me, and I always have a book. I always have, like, 100 pens and, like, two notebooks. I don't know why I need two, but I have them. And so, so you're, you're deciding to work on your own kind of business. You're not going to try to do um, working through another company again. You're thinking of more doing kind of things on your own. Yeah, you know, I've been really in charge of my own schedule for so long now. I'm just not real sure how well I would take direction. Yeah. And that's kind of been my thing. I've had the ones that have a quote unquote schedule is usually my temp ones were like, Oh, we need you for 20 hours a week for these three days for the next two months. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can work around that, but it has an endpoint. All my other ones that are ongoing, they're like, you need to do five hours sometime this week. And you can split them up in any way you want. You can do them all in one day. They don't care. And I perfectly love those because there's a quick and easy, 
and there's still just constant money coming into my bank. And I feel like my whoever does my um, taxes, like she works, she works for my money <laughs> because I have all these freelance things. I have actual ones for W twos as well as my own business with so many different things to it. So she's like doing my taxes is kind of hard for her. I feel so bad, but she gets paid a lot. So. Yeah, I I feel like, well, and I feel like people who like to do taxes, they like the puzzle of it. Yeah. She never complains, but I have moments where she had to sit there and like stare at it like, what do I do with this part? Oh, how do I connect this? (laughs) Like she has moments of like, huh, how do I do this? This is new. And so do you have, like you're still technically uh, in America. Do you do your taxes in America? Yeah. So the way that works, oh, I wish I knew. There is, it's called the Foreign Earned Income Tax Credit. So if you're in the U.S., and I I would actually like to say, double check everything I'm about to say here. This is, I could very easily get some of the numbers wrong on this and, you know, be responsible for your own decisions. But if you are outside of the U.S. for 300, it's either, I think it's 330 days a year, then you only have to pay your Social Security tax. Oh. The hmm. actual income you earn, so your, your federal income tax it, you don't have to, to do that. Again, double check all of this information. I have my accountant take care of it for me. I just know that when I'm gone, I pay a whole lot less in taxes. Yeah, because you're not here. I always wondered about that because I know some people who are digital nomads that are here like for a couple of months. And I feel like that they, just, they didn't give us like an exact date or how many days exactly. And they said they pay most the same taxes they do here just something's less because they're gone but I, I was i just always wondered about that part is that there's an actual difference between whether or not you are here doing the work or if you're somewhere else kind of thing so that's definitely i'll have to remember that because i might need to do that at some point because i'm kind of thinking about doing some more traveling and working while i'm doing it but i don't know yet yeah, well, and there there is an income cap on it. Um, I know it's more than $100,000, but I don't know how much more. So it really depends on, like, you know, how all your various income streams add up. But it is definitely worth doing the research on. Yes, definitely talk to an expert because... And especially when it, when I've finally started doing my own business, I'm I'm good with numbers, but I'm not good with taxes. Like I, I probably could figure out. I know I can, but I just don't want to. Like I'm already doing enough stuff in my business and other stuff. I don't need to add to my list of things to do when I don't have to. Someone else will do well, it for me. And the thing is, you know, that information changes from year to year. So just because you knew what it was last year doesn't mean you know what's going on this time. Yeah, I'm already kind of worried about doing this next batch after everything else that's been changed. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this next year because I spent 
I want to say it was like 340 days in Europe last year. So I know like a huge chunk is going to be lowered. That'd be nice. Oh, actually, before we, before we go, um, what's the name of your podcast? It's Compass. So the website for it is compasspod.com. But it's on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And okay. Yes, I want to. I like to seven, make sure. <laughs> yeah, we've got. I think we have seven interviews up right now. Okay, that, no problem. I will definitely be sharing links for everything, especially for the podcast for you. Um, anything else you want to share before we get going? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. It was definitely great to hear about working from home or being a digital nomad and how how it can be done for anybody. And if you search hard enough, you can find something that works for you. Yeah, it really can. And thank you for having me. Yep. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon, where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverse Bubble or Courageous Creativity.